0: International Poznań
1: Cześć Poznań. It's Piotr Suits, MC Radio International Poznań. Cieszymy się bardzo, że możemy się usłyszeć po wakacyjnej przerwie. Nie jesteśmy jeszcze w studiu MC Radio. We are not in the MC Radio studio. I'm recording from home, but it doesn't mean that we can have Uh, We still can have some really cool guests and this time I've got uh, four wonderful young people with me and we're gonna talk about all sorts of possibilities that European Union um, projects involving young people um, give us so um, we're gonna talk about social um, skills, we're gonna talk about cultural exchanges, we're gonna talk about um, developing our skills. Czyli mam tutaj ze sobą czwórkę wspaniałych młodych ludzi, cztery dziewczyny, z którymi będę rozmawiał na temat projektów z Unii Europejskiej, rozwijania umiejętności i tego, co tak naprawdę Unia Europejska nam daje, jakie różnego rodzaju możliwości. Ale zanim do tego przejdziemy, chciałbym, żeby nasi goście się przedstawili. So, before we get down to it, I would like our guests to introduce each other and they will say hello in their own languages. So przedstawiam się kim som i powiedzą cześć swoich języka. Okay, let's start with the first guest.
2: My name is Orsi and I am a graphic communication and illustration student from Hungary.
0: Uh, which means hi. My name is Blanca Demater and I studied to become a teacher in Budapest.
3: Privit, my name is Polina Mihalyčenko, I'm from Ukraine and I'm a student of cognitive science in Poznan. Ahoy.
4: my name is Martina Novotna, I'm from Brno, the second biggest city in the Czech Republic.
1: Right girls, welcome welcome on the show. Um, thank you very much for, for coming here and, and being part of international Poznan. Um, we're gonna talk about uh, the reason why you're here, uh, so this uh, workshop and this uh, project about uh, critical thinking, um, the organization Logos, um, the project called Skepsis. We're gonna talk about you know what can you um, achieve uh, being a part of this workshop. And let's start with let's start with uh, the coordinator of the project. And the project is the reason why all four girls are here. So Paulina will tell us a little bit more about uh, Logos and the project called Skepsis.
3: Okay, so the project is called Skepsis and the workshop that those girls are here for is called Critical Thinking and as you <laughs> guess it's about critical thinking, developing your uh, critical thinking skills just uh, so you can filter your information, so you can uh, get to, normal, to, get to uh, read more useful information also for yourself and the uh, Skepsis movement is a whole movement, mostly also on internet and workshops. Um, is a part of a uh, volunteering organization, non-commercial one called Logos NGO. Uh, Logos actually started in Ukraine in t- uh, 2013 and um, moved and spread to Poland and Latvia also. So all those countries communicate with each other. And we have a lot of guests and uh, uh, youth and just people from other countries like Hungary, Czech, Pakistan, India and all over the world.
1: Wow, sounds super interesting and I, I like especially this this part about filtering information and, and and fake news because I think we all um have been experiencing the the huge amount of of fake news on the internet. And um, uh, okay, so uh, Paulina um, or the rest of the girls, uh, please tell me how it looks in practice. How, how, do- how does it look in practice? Um, how you kind of learn how to differentiate fake news from uh, real news? Because this, this sounds very interesting to me also as a, as a person working for, for the radio, for the media.
3: Uh, So firstly we start like uh, about definition, what is for example critical thinking, how you can describe it. And after it we talk about those descriptions or characteristics of critical thinking we are talking about fake news for example also like how can you suppose those fake news what characteristics do they have and the most important thing how to avoid it so to make your research to Google more facts to read from different sources to talk with other people so you can be more open-minded to talk about cognitive biases also logical mistakes that people make and so we do it in a, a kind of like a lesson but like a fun lesson format so we're uh, not only learning but also talking chatting and having fun
1: all right so this this sounds great and and I I like this this practical aspect of workshops so you guys are part of um, Erasmus um, plus uh, project Is is that correct
3: uh, yes we are like an NGO non-commercial organization that is a part of Erasmus plus and European solidarity corps that is funding all of those projects but uh, in this in this uh, project skepsis uh, other uh, other fun- fundraisers from different countries um, um, participate. And uh, uh, for example, girls here uh, are fully covered by, by uh, our project, by logos. They have accommodation, staying in hotel, dinner, stuff like that. So it can be uh, as much comfortable as it can be. And they can have as much fun and uh, uh, learn new information uh, to the fullest.
1: Ok, wow. So, um, thank you very much for that the description, Paulina. So, uh, dla naszych słuchaczy, może powiem troszkę po polsku, uh, że ten projekt jest, jest współfinansowany przez Unię Europejską. Jest to część uh, programu Erasmus. I dzięki temu uh, płatności za, za to szkolenie są bardzo niskie. Z, z tego co wiem, from what I know, um, uh, d- d- there's only a voluntary donation, right? So, apart from that, everything is covered by the uh, european union by by different organizations institutions within the european union responsible for that mm. wow so that that sounds super interesting and is it is it only for students because when i when i go back to my um, youth uh, kiedy cofam się do mojej przeszłości to sobie myślę erasmus to jest wymiana dla studentów ale to chyba tak nie jest do końca so it's not only for students is it
3: uh, this is not only for students, because Erasmus Plus projects and Erasmus are kind of different things. Erasmus is mostly for student and student exchanges for maybe a long, long time. But Erasmus Plus projects are also for use from uh, 18 to 30 years old. Uh, for. People from 18 to 30 years old, and uh, is for everyone. For different workshops, uh, for some staying, for some even exchanges also, and volunteering in other countries.
1: Wow! So that that sounds great because I don't have to be a student. Unfortunately, I'm too old. Niestety jestem za stary już na to, ale myślę, że wielu z naszych słuchaczy nie jest za stary. I hope. Uh, some of you are listeners who are um, not uh, that old as me. So, there you are, you guys are under 30 years of age. You are now interested in this project, uh, and there are so many opportunities. Um, where can we find um, more information? And before we, you answer this question, Paulina, I'd like to um, play a song just before we answer this question where we can get the information from. And the next song is Madonna with Justin Timberlake, four minutes. And afterwards, we're going to answer the question, you know, where can we find this stuff on the uh, on the internet, whether there are special points where we can get the information about those um, workshops, programs, not only for students, but also for generally young people under the age of 30. Do And the question that uh, we raised just before the song was, where can we find information about all those wonderful projects? And some of them are... For free, or almost for free, which is great, um, for especially for those struggling now uh, f- f- due to the coronavirus pandemic. Mm, and the person that will answer this question is uh, Paulina, the coordinator um, of this workshop here, um, Skepsis um, Think Critical, uh, Paulina from Ukraine.
3: Okay, so uh, uh, I think that the best way to find information about all those workshops and all those projects is just Facebook. For example, if you know some local NGO or just (laughs) any NGO, any volunteership, use exchange uh, project or uh, organization, you can search uh, uh, for their posts, for their information and also just search Erasmus Plus in your country on Facebook and you will see all the posts, uh, all the meetings and all the events that are going to be maybe in this country or other country you will see all the possibilities that you have because every NGO uh, has a lot of uh, opportunities to go in different countries for different workshops for different exchanges uh, like for a week maybe more maybe even months.
1: Right, so many opportunities. Tak wiele możliwości, możemy gdzieś pojechać na tydzień, możemy nawet pojechać na cały miesiąc i to w większości przypadków będzie pokryte finansowo przez Unię Europejską. No dobrze, ale mamy też tutaj Martinez z Czech, ze Brna i Martina nam odpowie na pytanie o, o różnicę właśnie pomiędzy Erasmusem, czyli tą wymianą studencką, czego możemy się tam nauczyć. How Erasmus Plus So Martina will tell us the difference uh, between um, Erasmus and Erasmus Plus because she has attended both of the um, programs. Martina, over to you.
4: Yes. Yeah, so most of you guys probably know Erasmus, uh, the pro- program for one or two semesters. For example, I have been to this Erasmus uh, in Granada in Spain for one semester. But this Erasmus Plus is a different project. It's uh, it's a non-formal education. So there are like actually two kinds of this. Uh, we are in this project Skepsis, which is more non-formal education, and then there are also trainings for teachers and so on, which is a bit more serious, but also non-formal education. So you can choose between uh, those. Okay. okay,
1: Perfect. So so it means that there the, there is a good mixture between having fun socializing getting to know each other and also um, actually learning some practical skills I, I, is it all about practical skills or do you also learn some um, theory uh
4: it's a, as you said it's a mixture so we, are, we also have fun we play like games we have energizers uh, when we don't, we when we don't have so much energy before the workshops so it's fun but also it's a theory sometimes uh, some experts are invited to the workshops and we make presentations and we also make open workshops and so on
1: perfect and is it only for um, uh, european union citizens or other people can apply blanca from hungary
0: well, everyone, for example, now in the Hungarian team, we have guys from India and Pakistan, oh, and, of, uh, and from Mexico, of course. Um, the important thing is to be a resident of the, the country, uh, so that way you have the opportunity to represent that country where you study or where you live, uh, if you're not uh, from a European country.
1: So, so it, it's nice that it's not only for the for European Union um, uh, um, citizens. Czyli to nie jest tylko dla obywateli Unii Europejskiej, ale też dla ludzi, którzy mm, tutaj na przykład przebywają czasowo w Unii Europejskiej. So it's also for people who are temporarily here um, within the European uh, Union. Um, so that really shows that you know the, the world um, has no um, boundaries and no limits in the, in that sense, especially for uh, young people. So that is very promising. To jest bardzo obiecujące, że jest tyle możliwości tak naprawdę dla, dla różnych ludzi, żeby się ze sobą uh, łączyć. Um, okay, so um, guys, one more question. Um, what is um, one thing that you have learned so far from this program and, and this project that you've been attending here in Poland? Can each of you say, you know, one thing, maybe one one skill, maybe one, one thing that they will remember from, from this project. It doesn't have to be mm, uh, very serious. It could be fun as well. Uh, and we're going to start with um, uh, Orsi from Hungary.
2: So my experience shows that it's very, very important to make sure that you are reading information from reliable sources. And this project is great for learning about how you can distinguish between different kinds of sources. So um, maybe you can think about the motives of a cer- certain source. So do they want to pro- maybe promote a political party? Or, you know, what is their interest in promoting a certain opinion? And if um, someone seems to maybe be making money from promoting something, then that could be a bit fishy. And maybe you will think, oh, this might not be the best source. So you can look for other kinds of information. Perfect.
1: Perfect. I like this word fishy, this is a Very, very useful word in terms of filtering information. So what is fishy and what is not? um okay and another um, citizen of Hungary Blanca
0: Well the most important thing I've learned is uh, how to uh, recognize fake photos on the internet or in the media itself um, as we know many celebrities and maybe even politicians and, and any people uh, use Photoshop to look better to just change even the color of their hair, or basically anything on the photo. But uh, during these workshops, we, we had some tools to learn how to recognize these and uh, where to look for the real and fake photos, uh, how, to, uh, uh, like how to search and like filter through it.
1: Okay, perfect. That's, that's another skill. So many photoshopped uh, pictures on the internet, so many photoshopped um, photographs and, and we really need to know sometimes whether a, f- a photo is real. Or not, and and it is really difficult. So so I'm I'm really jealous that you've got this skill now. Jestem naprawdę zazdrosny, że dziewczyny już to umieją zrobić. Ja to jeszcze chyba muszę się trochę douczyć. No dobrze, zanim przejdziemy do do, Poliny i Martyny, chciałbym puścić kolejną piosenkę. I to będzie piosenka z Ukrainy. To will be a song from Ukraine. Because we've got a girl from Ukraine here. Um, uh, during the recording and it's gonna be Ruslana Wild Dances so it's a song from 2004 um, that song won the competition Eurovision 2004 mm, really good stuff uh, it just reminds me of, of those old days of Eurovision when I think songs were better, maybe just more significant uh, than now so that's Ruslana Wild Dances from Ukraine a zaraz będziemy rozmawiać uh, z Poliną i Martyną na temat tego czego jeszcze nauczyły się na tym podczas tego projektu i będziemy też rozmawiać troszkę o, to, o tych trzech krajach, które mamy tutaj, czyli Węgry, Ukraina i Czechy. Do usłyszenia. Piotr Schulz International Poznań, Daos Ruslana, Wild Dance, dzikie tańce tutaj się odbywały, zwyciężczyni um, Eurowizji 2004, a my rozmawiamy o e, europejskich projektach i mam tutaj cztery uczestnic- uczestniczki e, projektu o Dotyczącego myślenia krytycznego skepsis z organizacji Logos, która jest organizacją nieprofitową, non-profit. I teraz mam pytanie do Pauliny, czego się nauczyła podczas tego workshopu, czyli podczas tych zajęć i tego treningu tego warsztatu? Paulina, over to you.
3: The most important things that I have learned in those workshops uh, are to be mindful about information that you consume, not only about fake news, not only about information actually that you consume, but just that uh, you can apply critical thinking to all areas of your life, searching information and personal life also. So, for example, when you ho- when you have a lot of options to choose from, you have to create think critical what would be best in a long term for you not to go on just for in your emotions just to when you're reading something and you say that it can happen or something you have to think What am I feeling at this moment? Do I feel offended by something? Why do I feel offended? Ask yourself those five why questions. So there will be a logical step in step of um, uh, of your uh, thinking process. And it would really help you to be more uh, uh, observable about uh, things that you read, to be more uh, critical and more skeptical, but in a good kind of way.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I I like this part, Paulina. About you know being offended, so so many people are now offended by so many things. So, ludzie się teraz obrażają, są obrażani przez tyle różnych rzeczy, że tak naprawdę trzeba to czasami też filtrować. Okay, and and the, the, the same question for for Martina. Um, what is the most important um, thing that you learned? Also, maybe professionally, because I know that you are a freelancer. Um, what can help you to um, develop uh, your your professional career as well? something that you learned on on the course Mm
4: -hmm. yeah i have been interested uh, in psychology for many years and uh, i think psychology is very important in professional life for example if you go for an interview or something like that and uh, today we are talking about uh, cognitive biases and i would like to point out for example uh, it's called selective perception bias for example i can say you learn some word in Spanish and then you walk in a touristy area and you only hear Spanish people talking. So this is kind of a cognitive bias, a selective perception, because you know that words or words and you hear it everywhere. So this you can use also in like uh, social contexts, and uh, you should focus on these biases.
1: Absolutely, that's true. I think uh, in terms of the Polish language, is "dobra," for example, um, that you can hear everywhere once you learn this word among all Polish people. Czyli u nas to było słowo "dobra," które jest takie najbardziej popularne, nawiązując do tego, co Martina mówiła, że właśnie często słyszymy jakieś słowo w danym języku pierwszy raz i potem już słyszymy je cały czas. Okay, and now it's time for another song. Teraz czas na kolejną piosenkę. I tym razem to będzie coś po polsku. Sana, melodia, Melody, A po piosence będziemy rozmawiać o krajach, z których dziewczyny pochodzą, czyli Czeska Republika, Węgry szczególnie. Będziemy tutaj te dwa tematy omawiać. Będzie trochę o jedzeniu, także zostańcie z nami. Słyszymy się już za chwilę. To była Sana w utworze Melodia. Ja nazywam się Piotr Schulz, a to jest International Poznaj na antenie MC Radia. Mam w studiu tutaj cztery wspaniałe dziewczyny z trzech różnych krajów. Ukraina, Węgry oraz Czechy. I przed chwilą rozmawialiśmy o, o funduszach europejskich, o, o, o samym pomyśle spotkania się tutaj w Poznaniu, organizacji Logos, czego się dziewczyny tutaj uczą w Poznaniu obecnie. A teraz już będziemy rozmawiali troszkę więcej o... Uh, ich um, now we're going to focus on your countries, so Ukraine, um, Hungary, and the Czech Republic. And I'd like to ask maybe, um, let's start with Hungary, because uh, this is a very co- uh, very close uh, country to, to my heart as well. I've been there twice. And so based on your experience here, uh, girls in, in Poland, what do people know about Hungary? And let's start with Blanca.
0: Yeah, well, there's a saying in Hungarian that uh, which means, like, the Polish and Hungarian people are really good friends. Uh, unfortunately, I cannot say this sentence in Polish, but or she's
2: able to do that.
1: Please, please, do
2: it. I'll just jump in and try my best. Okay. I think it's Polak, vegye, bratanki idoshabli
1: well done, well done. Round of applause. Round of applause. Well done. Okay, <laughs> going back to Blanca.
0: So, in my experience, uh, it is it is my second time in Poland actually, and when people hear that I'm from Hungary, they became extremely friendly. Like they treat me as as like long ter- long term friends or like family, even. Uh, I've never experienced anything bad in Poland, uh, so I'm really happy to be here and I hope to see uh, even more from Poznan and even to visit more cities in Poland.
1: Wow, that's that that so great. And um, in, in terms of uh, food, um, what do people know about uh, Hungary, Polish people or maybe people from other um, Eastern European countries such as Ukraine or the Czech Republic? Um, or she?
2: Well, I find that um, I'm not sure what Polish people actually think about, like, maybe Hungarian cuisine or Hungarian food, but um, what I have noticed from a Hungarian perspective is a lot of canned food, so, a lot of preserves. Um, I've noticed that maybe some preserves like um, ugarki are even in soups, which Mm. is kind of unusual. Um, But then in in different aspects, Polish and Hungarian foods are really similar. So um, I spend a lot of time in England and there I can always go to Polish stores, which are all over the place to get something that feels like home.
1: Right, very interesting perspective. We have a lot of um, canned food. That's true, but I think uh, it's, it's very it's, it's very useful that you know you can buy a lot of things in a tin or in a jar, and um, you don't have to worry too much about cutting them into pieces or things like that, or, or buying them fresh. But interesting perspective. Um, um, right. So maybe um, a different, qu- a bit different question for uh, for the. Um, Czech Republic. So, what are some um, stereotypes of uh, the Czech Republic that you've been um, breaking during the, the, your time in Poland?
4: Mm, stereotypes? Are there any? About Czech Republic? I don't know. I had the same uh, experience as Blanka, that people see us, uh, they, they behave so friendly with us. So, I could maybe talk about some differences like what beer is popular in the Czech Republic and which beer is popular in Poland because I was really surprised that if I go to a Polish store and I ask for the best beer they have, they offer me Czech beer twice and then as the third option they offer me a Polish beer and I don't want to drink Czech beer in in Poland, I want to try something local of course.
1: Of course. Okay, that 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 makes sense. Uh, absolutely, but b- b- the Czech Republic is known for its for its beer, I think, even more than Poland, and Poland is maybe more known for its vodka, and and the Czech Republic is known for its beer, and this is generally true, right?
4: Yeah, sure. We don't drink so much strong alcohol in the Czech Republic.
1: Which is probably better for your health. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, right. And uh, Paulina, I know you, you've, you've been living here for quite uh, a while in Poland. Um, so um, in terms of food, what do Polish people know about Ukrainian food? I know that there are some uh, restaurants that offer Ukrainian um, cuisine. But what do you think is the general perception of, of Polish people in terms of Ukrainian food?
3: Borscht, of course, borscht, borscht, borscht is the uh, first uh, uh, word, first. Uh, right, but and the
1: question is, what's the difference between our uh, borscht, um, Polish, and the Ukrainian one? So that that will be an interesting um, uh, differentiation. There you go, Polina.
3: Yeah, I, I noticed a difference uh, between Polish and Ukrainian borscht and. I actually don't know if it's completely true or not, but the first flat and first flatmate I had, she was Polish and she was cooking barsch one time. And she was adding some sausages and some ushka in, uh, I don't know how to call it in English, in borscht, and it was very strange for me because our borscht, bar- our borscht is uh, meat you have to cook it you have to boil it and uh, uh, it's supposed to be dark meat uh, it's very very meaty and very uh, there are a lot of vegetables and uh, i think that maybe ukrainian borscht our version is more popular in poland than popu- than polish version in in restaurants and in bars uh, in bars
1: that could be true that could be true i think you know the 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 the, the version that is popular for example for christmas is um, Bosch that has ushka, but there's no meat, basically, and it's more like kind of watery um, soup. Uh, but we like, I think I also like Bosch that uh, kind of uh, could be just one dish. Yes, it's main dish and that's it. You can eat it and you really like full. Okay, now we're going to stop here for a moment. It's time for men's playing orchestra 2020. Daria w Cruel Igo, Świt. Don. I posłuchamy tego utworu. Niestety w tym roku nie było koncertów męskiego grania, ale przynajmniej mamy single, który jest naprawdę dobry. This year, due to the coronavirus pandemic, we couldn't go to męskie granie concerts, but at least we have a good single, um, like every year. So let's listen to it. Świt Don, Męskie Granie Orkiestra. Ok, Piotr Szul z International Poznań. Męskie granie Orkiestra 2020, Daria Zawiałow, Król, ego. utwór nazywa się Świt, a teraz wracamy do rozmowy z dziewczynami z Ukrainy, Węgier oraz Czech. So I also know that you you had this party on on Tuesday a couple of days ago and and you presented your your food. And tell me about, you know, if... From each of the countries, I know that Ukraine wasn't very present there, right? Uh, it was just the Czech Republic, um, Hungary, and Slovakia that is not here. But maybe we can talk a little bit about Slovakia too. The Czech people, right? Um, it used to be one country, so so that could be helpful. Um, what there could people find from Hungary?
0: Well, mostly what most people liked was the sausage. They were so all well over the place after it, they absolutely loved it. And it was homemade, so not from like a corner shop. But uh, one of the guys, one of the Hungarian guys who was dancing that night actually, uh, he and his family made it from pork. Besides that, we had some sweets, all kind, uh, some with chocolate and liquor in it, some with nuts covered in chocolate, uh, or just any kind of pastry uh, sweets. Um, unfortunately, we didn't have any pálinka. Uh, many people were really sad about it, but we had some great Hungarian wines. We had Bikavér uh, from Eger. Egribikavér uh, means the, the blood of the bull, uh, so it's really symbolic. And we had some dry white wine as well.
1: Perfect, sounds very tasty. Brzmi bardzo smacznie. Uh, czyli nie było palinki, to jest taki lokalny, lokalny wyrób alkoholowy, ale były bardzo dobre wina na przykład. Okej, okay. i teraz przejdziemy do uh, Czeskiej Republiki. We're going to the um uh, Czech Republic. And if you could also speak about Slovakia, uh, if it's not a problem. And maybe about some, you know, different, uh, different foods that are in, in, in Slovakia and the Czech Republic, but I'm sure there are a lot of similarities as well.
4: Uh, yes, so yesterday we had some sweets, uh, some cookies from the hot spring uh, towns in the Czech Republic and uh, also from the same area there is a drink called Becherovka that ha- contains like 18 herbs. It, it is like a secret recipe, only maybe two people know about this, so it's a very special drink that used to be a stomach uh, medicine, but nowadays we drink it as shots. And uh, Slovaks also had uh, some strong alcohol, they had borovica and Slovice. Slovice is also made uh, in uh, the Czech Republic, especially in Moravia, but also Slovakia, because, uh, yeah, we used to be the same country, so we have really similar stuff. And uh, Slovaks also had some uh, sweets. And uh, the meals, um, actually Czech and Slovak cuisine is not so similar. Uh, typical Czech meal is svíčková, which is also one of my favorite meals, and typical Slovak meal is halušky, but uh, well, you can find it also in the Czech Republic and uh, also the same way you can find svíčková, I I guess in Slovakia. So yeah, it's it's not so far. <laughs> okay,
1: okay, perfect. Well, so it was as well. Um, so. Now we're gonna recap our show. We're gonna summarize our show. Będziemy teraz podsumować trochę ten program. I am very happy to have all of you here uh, because, despite the coronavirus uh, pandemic, you guys were able to to come here, exchange cultures, um, talk about somewhere many different things, and and I hope that um, for most of you it won't be the last visit to Poland. Um, uh, thank you so much. And at the end, if you could say. Goodbye in your own languages. Um, starting with Hungarian, then we're gonna go for uh, Ukrainian and then Czech. Um, just to say goodbye to our listeners. Czyli poproszę teraz dziewczyny, że powiedziały do widzenia w swoich językach. Mamy tutaj dwie dziewczyny z Węgier. To może one girl will say in a more formal way, and and the other one in less formal way. And this way will make a difference. Okay. A jeszcze powiem coś na koniec potem.
2: Joy szakat, see us talk
1: that was hungarian
0: mm-hmm.
3: ukraine, ukraine. Nos- and
1: that was the czech republic thank you so much girls um that was uh, blanca martina polina and orshi thank you so much and and uh, thank you so much the european Union, um, Logos and, and uh, all, all those organizations like Project Skepsis uh, for making it happen. E, dziękuję serdecznie dziewczynom za udział w programie. Thank you so much listeners for, uh, for being with us. Dziękuję słuchajcie, że jesteście z nami. Sprawdźcie Facebooka. Tam jest Agnieszka Link, która e, będzie przygotowała słownictwo z tego odcinka. Będziecie mogli nauczyć się paru ciekawych słówek, które były w tym odcinku. Dzięki serdecznie i do usłyszenia za tydzień. Thank you so much.